Hello Kryptonauts and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host Blockchain John with my co-host Jake Jabrelli. On today's episode we're talking about the newest development on Ravencoin. We have guest speaker Kent Bull, Ricky, uh, Crypto Life Crisis, we have M, uh, Solus, of course we have Tron in the house and Vincent all talking about Ravencoin and what's to come in the near future. So stick around, listen, make sure you like, subscribe, and check us out in Discord and YouTube. With that said, enjoy. Hello, Kryptonauts and Ravenites all around the globe. Welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John. Today we have a big episode with a lot of people on and a lot of different topics. So this is going to be structured a little differently than all the other podcasts that we have done just because we have a lot of people on the podcast. So these are going to be segmented in in. In like more like a conference format to allow everyone to talk about their topic instead of having so much questions going back and forth and back and forth and making it more like a chaotic platform. So I'm hoping that this new platform is going to have the flow a lot more better for you as the listeners and for you as the viewer. So with that said, Kryptonauts, let's get started. Today we have my co-host Jake, we have Solus, we have M, Vincent, Ricky, uh, Kent and Tron. Anyone else? Did I miss anybody else? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's see here. And I believe Crypto Life Crisis. Okay, all right. Let's go ahead and get started. So I will start, and following me will be Jake, then Solus, then M, then Vincent. Ricky, Kent, and after Kent will be Tron. He will be last. Everybody has their topics. Um, and I'll, I'll go ahead and remind you when it's your turn as well. Okay, so with that said, we do have some live viewers. For the live viewers that are watching us right now, if you have questions, you are you are allowed to ask questions in those comments. Like uh, Sky Animate, I do see you right now. Shout out for markets and prices. Okay, all right. So, there's a lot of people coming in, live streaming, love it. You guys, ask questions. Ask some good, high-quality, professional questions. We have a lot of people uh, on the podcast today. Ask your questions. If it's a good question, I'll ask the person uh, that question, okay? So, with that said, I will start it off with my paper that I wrote in regards to uh, Ravencoin. So, here we go. This is what my first paper I've ever written, and this is how it starts. Ravencoin's mainnet was activated on January 3rd, 2018. For those that don't know, this is Bitcoin's birthday. So that was really a uh, that was really great for the developers to, uh, to to pay homage to Bitcoin. I'm sure the reason they did this is because Ravencoin is a Bitcoin fork. So overall, it uses the same technology. 
as Bitcoin. But the biggest difference is that Ravencoin is application-specific integrated circuit resistance, meaning the Ravencoin algorithm doesn't allow any ASICs to mine the coin. This is where we enter true decentralization. By being ASIC resistant, this allows the miners to easily get into mining and help the network stay secure. The biggest issue with ASICs is that ASIC rigs are very expensive to the point where you basically need to have thousands, if not millions of dollars to mine the Bitcoin algorithm. Ravencoin, on the other hand, having the benefit of being ASIC resistant, allows anyone with a CPU or GPU to mine the algorithm. This is a beautiful thing, as this basically allows anyone uh, to easily get into blockchain technology with their personal computer. Ravencoin was originally funded by Medici Ventures, a blockchain-focused subsidiary of Overstock.com. Tron Black, over here today, is the lead developer for Ravencoin. The great thing about Ravencoin is that it is 100% open source, meaning everyone can look at all the code in GitHub and choose to improve on it or fork it and create your own chain. It is free for everyone to use. There is a current circulating supply of around, uh, I'll say, uh, 9.5. 9.113 billion coins as of right now. There will be a total cap of 21 billion. Currently, each block reward mines about 5,000 Ravencoin. Each block is produced every single minute. Or should I say discovered? Each block is discovered every single minute. The first expected happening is around January 2022, which is awesome. That's exciting. That's right around the corner, you guys. It's right around the corner. Yes. And when that happens, the reward rate will be cut in half to 2,500 coins per block. There is a trickle effect on the chain when the happening happens. Example, the reward is half, which halves the inflation. This in turn lower the available supply and which creates a higher demand. The higher demand will naturally make the price per coin go higher, which overall gives the miners an incentive to continue to mine Ravencoin regardless of smaller rewards. There are many wallets that support Ravencoin. The best wallet uh, will be the, uh, the Ravencoin QT wallet. Of course, the reason I recommend this wallet is because the main wallet, it is the main wallet for the Ravencoin network. You can also create assets directly using the wallet. This is the only, dis uh, the only disadvantage in my opinion, okay, this is my, in my opinion, is that you have to sync the entire chain, which does store data onto your hard drive. And people that are just getting into blockchain don't really want to start, store that much data onto their, uh, onto their computers, which is very understandable. But there are many great alternatives. But, but understand that by storing this data, you are helping the network stay decentralized which is a good thing. That's part of being into crypto, part of being this uh, blockchain technology, right? But it's understandable if you just wanna, you know, come in, check things out. There are other wallets, such as Zellcore Wallet, another thing that I, I personally use and I really like. I personally love using Zellcore because it is asset aware, meaning, and this is very important, keep in mind, there are a lot of wallets out there that do accept Ravencoin, but that are not asset aware. They will not recognize your NFTs, okay? But Zellcore does. 
and, and this is not a sponsored episode by Zellcore or anything. I just, I really like them. I do use their wallets. I love them and I, I will always recommend them. Okay. I personally love using Zellcore because it is aware, uh, meaning, asset aware, meaning that you or someone else can send non-fungible tokens to your wallet and can view them directly from your wallet. There are also many other wallets you could use, but I'm not certain if they're asset aware, but they're still very good alternatives to store your Ravencoin. Here are a few wallets. Atomic Wallet, Kobo Wallet, Exodus Wallet, Trust Wallet, and of course, there's many, many more out there, right? There are a number of people around the globe, especially right now watching this live. There are people around the globe, around the world right now that are using and or helping to improve the, the Ravencoin network. Today, we have a few people on the podcast that will have a chance to talk about Ravencoin. I am blessed to have everyone here to talk about Ravencoin. So with that said, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the podcast. And now I'm going to pass this nest over to Jake. Thank you. Thank you, John. I really appreciate that you went that far. <laughs> You've, uh... It really hit a lot of points, and I'm actually kind of glad that you talked about ASICs because I'm going to talk about ASICs. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, I hope you can hear me okay. But um, I'm going to be talking about the mining potential of switching from ETH, since ETH is going to go to proof of stake, uh, off to uh, from proof of work where it currently is. Now, uh, I was a little worried about this. I've been doing mining, let's see, seven years, and uh, I only recently got into mining, well, about a year and a half ago doing GPU mining. Previous to that, I was doing ASIC mining. I still have a lot of ASICs, but uh, <laughs> Ravencoin is ASIC resistant per John's commentary. And uh, it's not that I ever really intended on using it for that purpose, and I can't, but uh, there is a controversy, I'd say, with the concept of ASICs. So once uh, people start getting with ASICs on a particular blockchain, you're pretty much locking everyone else out. There's no way that a CPU or a GPU can really compete. Even a very large GPU farm can't really compete with an ASIC farm. Um, but then, of course, the problem with ASICs is they're application-specific, and they can do nothing else. So they can only do that one algorithm. Uh, so one thing I was worried about as a miner myself and a, and a farm owner is that when Ethereum runs over to proof-of-stake, that... Uh, well, well, where am I going to go next? Right. This is actually a big controversy with the uh, EIP uh, fifteen fifty nine changeover that's happening this month. Uh, is that it's going to reduce the amount of money that miners get from Ethereum? So, well, they're going to start looking elsewhere, right? Well, the expectation was that the price of Ethereum would go up, and it did. But then it came right back down again. So, uh, the the hope was if the price went above, let's say thirty five hundred dollars US then uh, the reduction of the value that was produced uh, you know, through the, trans the transactional uh, action of Ethereum would kind of cancel that out. Well, it, it did go up today. I was noticing, I think, I think it was down a couple hundred dollars and that's back up a hundred. It's still in the low 2000s US fiat price, um, but that's, it's, it hasn't proven to be so bad yet. Now, there's no telling what will happen in the, in the future. I'm not trying to talk all ETH on this, but like I said, I'm an ETH miner for now, um, but I've been doing Ravencoin just a little bit. So 
one of the things I wanted to talk about was how the expectation of the price of Raven has been matching Bitcoin's uh, value over time. Uh, Bitcoin and Raven have been tracking pretty consistently. Now, because Raven has a thousand times more coins than Bitcoin does, it roughly could be a thousand times less valuable uh, on the fiat market. Um, I couldn't tell you explicitly right now. Let's see, Bitcoin's at what, 35,000 roughly? Um, divided by a thousand. Is Ravencoin at $35? No, it's not. It's about five cents. <laughs> so uh, if it were to go and track uh, Bitcoin, which is is the expectation. I know a lot of people have been talking about this when the price was going up a couple months ago, that it would become, um, it would track exactly. And people were thinking, oh, well, by January of 2022, Ravencoin will be worth like, mm, let's say $2.30, because then that would have tracked Bitcoin. Now, we don't know the future. No one does. Uh, but as I've said before, if I had a crystal ball, I wouldn't be looking at 2022. <laughs> I'd be looking much further down the line. Uh, so I would say that as far as switching over price-wise, I think Raven is, still has a really good shot. Does that mean I'm constantly mining Ravenite now? No, because Ethereum is still worth more. And even though Raven has tracked really, really close to Ethereum as far as value goes, even with mining, even in the, in the ramp-up that happened in the last six months, it still hasn't really caught Ethereum. But then that's not the problem. The problem, like I said before, is proof-of-stake. Once Miners can't mine anymore on Ethereum. What are the alternatives? Well, there are a lot of alternatives, but then there are also alternatives that are, you know, the ASIC country. There's alternatives that are in the CPU country. The thing what we're looking at is for most people who are doing Ethereum, which are doing for the most part, and obviously there is ASICs on Ethereum, um, GPUs. GPUs can last an incredibly long time. So can ASICs, except if you keep if you take care of them. But the thing I'm most concerned about is when we do the transition, and I should make mention of this, that uh, Vitaly Buterin had said that it was probably going to be what, about this time this year or possibly later this year that, that uh, Ethereum was going to switch transition over to um, proof of stake fully. Uh, but now he's saying it'll be the end of 2022. He's given a lot of uh, Ethereum miners pause. Oh, well, I can go even longer. I don't have to switch to Raven. Well, but if Raven becomes actually more valuable because you, every single time you produce a block in Raven, you get a lot more coin than you do with Ethereum. Maybe value, even if the value of if, if Raven went up to like, let's say $2.30, $2.50 by January of next year, it would eclipse Ethereum before we move off of Ethereum. Hoping that happens, but we'll see. Um, I think the I think the end goal of this is not just it has. To, how do I put it this way? Ethereum miners and Ethereum farmers don't really look at like the emotional state of Ethereum. They're not looking at like, oh well, I feel really good about Raven. Raven's an amazing coin. No, they don't think about that. They don't think about the fact that Ethereum has you know. Um, uh, Uniswap and all these different kinds of, they don't think about that. They don't care. They're like, does this make me money? Yes. Okay. I'm staying here. So from that standpoint, if Raven becomes the next big thing and it's definitely a contender, we will see a lot of people switching off of Ethereum. And in fact, it'll probably be momentary. It'll be like, Oh, bye-bye Ethereum. <laughs> you were good while you lasted. I'm over here now. Um, but there are a lot of other coins. I'm not going to talk about this as Raven podcast. Some of the things I've been looking into, uh, other contenders. But um, I think that if 
my, my prediction is if by let's say January, maybe fe uh, February, March next next year, Ethereum, uh, pardon me, Raven is like I said, two dollars and fifty cents or more. Think we will see a drastic decline in the uh, number of people mining Ethereum or GPUs. So we've got nothing else up to that. Anybody got questions? I don't know if Blockchain John saw them from the uh, live podcast and people want to ask me, but if not, I can pass it off to Solus. What do you say, John? Yep. Still there? Sounds good. Yep. I just had to unmute there. Yeah. So who do we have next? After that, we do have Solus talking about assets on Ravencoin. All right. Solus, you are up. Stage is all yours, my friend, or the nest is all yours. Thank you. Uh, so I guess I'll start with what assets are. I know a lot of new users don't even Ravencoin has assets. And I think they're just as important of a distinction from Bitcoin as ASIC resistance would be. Uh, so an asset is basically a token. Uh, that is built on top of the blockchain. So you can have a main asset, which would be like a .com of the internet. You can have a sub asset, which would be like a regular domain of the internet. So apple.com, a sub asset would be like Apple. And then you can have a unique asset, which is a one of one version of a token basically. So assets can be project shares. So like they could represent gold or stock. They could be virtual goods. So they could represent like in-game items or tickets for sporting events, or they could represent credit. So like gift cards, airline miles, or rewards points. Um, some things people have done with assets on Ravencoin there's a project called Vincent Wines, which trades wine futures. So you can actually like pre-buy wine that's still growing on the vine. And you'd have proof of ownership that you own the, the wine, right? So you can trade wine futures that way. Um, there was a project called Gun Certs, which would tokenize gun ownership while retaining privacy. Uh, so... It, that's a dead project now, but it shows the types of things that you can do with assets. I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, a lot of people use assets for art or basic just like NFTs, right? Uh, I made an asset called ScamCoin and just used it to market, basically. I marketed assets themselves, so I just sent a ton of scam coin to people, and on Reddit and Telegram and Discord, a lot of people that didn't know what assets were learned more about assets from my stupid asset that I made. Uh, Synth is an asset creator who has been making like games and other things with assets and doing a lot to help assets like um, he's made a basically an eBay clone to trade NFTs on Raven, which is pretty nice. And Humble is another asset that was made that pays dividends 
based on a GPU miner that mines Raven. So anybody that owns the Humble token can get dividends from a GPU that's mining. Or that's what they claim. So within the last month or so, uh, Ben has been working on atomic swaps really heavily with Ravencoin. Um, and atomic swaps on Raven are like a thousand times more powerful than atomic swaps on most other chains. So you can you could do anything with atomic swaps. You can make a decentralized exchange with atomic swaps. So I can say I'll trade one scam coin for one Raven. I can sign my half of the transaction. I can post the transaction online and anybody that sees this can copy that and complete the transaction on their own end. My side can never be changed unless I spend my output. But the transaction is always valid as long as I've never spent my output. So there's no way to like scam people or do things like that. Uh, you can also do things like liquidity pools with atomic swaps if you get creative. Um, so you could add liquidity to your assets. You can do time locks with assets. So you could say, I'm creating this asset. I'll sell it for X amount today and I'll buy it at Y amount tomorrow. Um, things like that. So the way that you store data on Ravencoin would be by using IPFS, which is a decentralized way of storing data. Uh, I'm trying to keep it very vague and easy for newer people, but you can go to ravencoinipfs.com. That's a project by Doug. He was going to be on the podcast today, but couldn't make it. All you have to do is drag a file to the screen, it'll upload it, and then you can easily create an asset from, from that data that is uploaded. Um, Ricky, who is on the podcast, has a great website called ravennft.art, and he can probably help you make an asset as long as you're doing things ethically. Um, and he could definitely walk you through that. I know he loves helping people. And let's see, the last thing I had to say was if you wanted to use atomic swaps right now, you can go to raventrader.net. That's Ben's website. It's got a ton of atomic swaps posted and he's made uh, a program called Raven Trader Pro, which is on GitHub that makes the asset atomic swap process super easy to do. So that's really all I have to say, but does anybody have any questions? I'm not sure if somebody had a question there, but was that it? Okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay, perfect. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, thank you, thank you. I like that. I like that you went ahead and just uh, did 
did plug in uh, Doug's, uh, uh, was it, uh, Ravencoin IPFS in there. Awesome. Appreciate it. That's the reason I was going to have him on the podcast to talk about that. Um, so thank you for doing that. Uh, let's see. Next. Yeah, of course. We do thank have. You absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Next, we do have M talking about the Ravencoin community. Uh, so, M, where are you at, Senor? Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for those of you who don't know me, which I'm sure is most of you, uh, I've been mining Raven since the pretty early days, a little before the first exchange listing, which I believe was Crypto Bridge back then. Um, I don't live on Discord, but spent quite a bit of time on the mine pool channel back then, which was great fun. Um, and I just was struck by the community and just the quality people and we're all helping each other out and, and uh, wanting to make things better. Um, I was absolutely thrilled to find such a rare quality alt in a growing ocean of, of digital garbage. <laughs> uh, and, and just like others have already mentioned today, Raven struck me for having a, a fair start. It's, it's proof of work, which I strongly favor, not just because I mine, but because it secures the network with real world value and cost. It's based on Bitcoin, which I hold in high regard, but it adds to that uh, ASIC resistance and this amazing asset layer. Um, plus it's got this, this positive engaged community. Having said that, as great as Raven is, just like Bitcoin, it's not, it's not perfect. Um, we should always strive to improve that in an open-minded yet realistic way. Uh, I'm unfortunately not a dev, but I like discussing ways to make it better. And I want to encourage open reception to ideas for improvement. Um, I think true fans of Raven don't want to fork Raven in their own thing. The, the crypto escape doesn't need yet another coin where there are already way too many. Those of us who love Raven, we want to see it as great as already is become even better. Um, some of Raven's weaknesses aren't really an issue right now, but if, or excuse me, when it, it gets the adoption we all want to see, they will be an issue. Waiting until it's an in-the-moment problem seems short-sighted to me. That's what other crypto often does, and it, it makes for a hot mess, as we can see in several others right now. I don't want Raven to get to that place if it can be avoided. Um, a couple of people speaking after me are going to get into some details on, on things I've also been thinking about, ways to make Raven better. Sometimes I like to look at Bitcoin's example. It recently voted or signaled in an upgrade called Taproot. While I'd like to see Raven adopt Taproot as well, since it, it makes several things better, what I really want to point out right now is the method in, in which Taproot was voted in. It was voted in by mining pools, um, and there are only about a dozen pools in the world that make up the majority of those votes, not to mention those pools just by their very nature have a bias. The system of voting is centralized and unfair. It's not the voice of Bitcoin, it's the voice of just a few with a common agenda. And sure, miners can choose which pool they put their hash on, but still it's, it's, it's very limiting in, in, in how you can go about having a voice. 
it'd be great to see Raven improve upon this. And like I said, there'll be more about this coming up, so I won't go into, into it any further right now. Um, one other part of Raven's design that, that seems uh, a little too static to me is the asset creation fee and burn rate. It's, it's pretty much fine right now, but later on with adoption and, and higher prices, it won't be competitive. It'd be great to see some open-minded discussion on how to make that better in a forward-looking manner. I've heard some interesting ideas from others, and I, I mainly just want to see, I want to encourage uh, positive dialogue to continue and striving to make this, this great Raven as good as it can be. Um, and with that in mind, thank you to all the developers and everyone who's working on this. Uh, the hard work and time you put in doesn't go unnoticed. I wish I had your skills so I could get my hands into it a little bit deeper um, myself. But uh, yeah, so thank you, John. That's what I had to say. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, question. I got a question for you. Do I refer to you as M, by the way? Yes, that would be perfect. <laughs> so M, if I hear you correctly, you're saying that Taproot was voted into Bitcoin in a way that didn't necessarily represent the voice of the miners or the network, and instead it represented the voice of just a select few. Is, did I hear you correctly? I would, I would phrase it a little differently. I would say that the method for signaling Taproot was handled by pools. It was up to a couple handfuls of pools to actually do the signaling for deciding whether Taproot would become an active thing on Bitcoin or not. Okay, that's interesting. I'd definitely love to chat with you offline about that. I mean, as I'm coming later, I'm jumping ahead a little bit to voting, but I'm curious to see if there's some sort of voting apparatus we could use that would that would make Ravencoin different. That'd exactly. Be cool. I would love that too. Yeah, that, that's all my question though. I thank, thank you very much. I appreciate you mentioning that. You bet. All right, thanks for the question. Thanks for the answers, love it. So with that said, we are roughly around halfway through and we the, the live viewers just keep growing, the questions keep rolling in. So I hope somebody out there's, I don't know, picking up those questions because yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming in. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Some of them are for Tron. Uh, one of them was for M. I guess people want to reach out to you, M, on, uh, on Discord. But right now for everybody that is watching live on YouTube, YouTube specifically, if you have a Ravencoin asset aware wallet address, leave it here. I will choose 10 people. The first 10 people I'm going to choose and I will be gifting, gifting some C3 tokens. It is our podcast token that we give to every single one of our guests for being on the podcast. This is the first time we are giving it to people that are have never been on the podcast. You guys are probably first time listeners. First time viewers, but right now is your chance to get a some C3 tokens for free. For free. They're not on the market. These are gift tokens. So leave your Ravencoin wallet that is asset aware. Okay? Make sure that's that, that connects. Asset aware. Such as Zocor. Or the Ravencoin QT wallet. Alright? Leave that there. With your questions, of course. With your questions. So with that said, who do we have next? Uh, Vincent, do we have Vincent in the house? 
Vincent will be talking about the burn rate and Raven tokenomics. Anybody else had trouble hearing you, but I think I just was introduced. Yes, sir. You are up. I think your mic is breaking up, at least on my end of it. Anyhow, uh, how you doing? I'm Vincent. I, Ravencoin was the first uh, blockchain token cryptocurrency I got involved with, and I dove in headfirst. My mic working? It's so so. We we got you. We got you. Just keep going. We can definitely hear you. Uh oh. Uh oh. Looks like. Okay, Vincent, you there? Test test mic mic check. Vincent. Hmm. We, we, he's he's obviously talking, but we're not hearing him. Yeah. Because so, I can see his gun uh, lighting up. Anything. Yeah, this is what happens when you live stream. You get too much technical difficulties. It is. It's part of it. It's part of the experience, everyone. Enjoy. Hang out. For those that are watching live, this is your chance to go ahead and attach your raven address don't forget that your raven coin address that is asset aware anything anything vincent you're up and and to make and make that point uh, if you have a a uh, asset aware address that will probably be something from like zelcor like john had mentioned before so if you don't already have zelcor go get it you got a chance to go download it and get your own asset aware address for Ravencoin so you can receive assets from John. The more you come on these podcasts, the more you'll get a chance to have more of those tokens and eventually they'll be worth a lot of money. That's why we're sending them out. Okay, I think we're going to have to skip Vincent right now. I'm not sure what's going on. I'll have to reach up, reach out to him right now. But let's, let's keep moving because we are live. We do have Ricky in the house. Overall, state of the NFT ecosystem on Raven and a bit about raven uh raven nft rv nft I, i'm curious about that too so ricky 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 <laughs> anything Huh. Somebody put somebody put their address in the in the uh, live chat, John. So now you got someone else to give free assets to. Oh well, explicit assets to. They're not free. Okay, looks like we're all having technical difficulties here at the last at the last round. I was I was trying to make this a solid home run with no technical difficulties, but it's not it's not my fault. Okay, not my fault. Don't blame me. I'm doing everything that I could to make this work on a live stream. It's very difficult without, without a doubt. It's very difficult to get so many people together with, keep in mind people, everybody here, they're not just sitting on a hard line at their home. There's literally people on the podcast that are at airports that are at coffee shops, raise your hand. 
that are just all around everywhere that they sh- that they're normally not at. So doing live streams on a podcast, it's very difficult to try to get people all in here and they are taking their time to make sure that it works. So it looks like we lost Ricky. Womp, womp, womp. Oh, he sent a message. Let's Ken's, see what Ken's happened. not disappointed. He gets to go next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ricky is out. Yeah. He's having too many technical difficulties. Oh, man, that's unfortunate. I wonder what the chat has to say about that. If there are questions, go ahead and leave them. That's okay. No worries. Who do you have next? Hey, we have the infamous Kent Bull. Welcome. He will be talking about the state of Hey, I noticed Ricky's really... Yeah, I'd love to jump right into that. I see Ricky just got here. You want me to just go ahead and well, loop him in? Let's see. Ricky, are you... Are you mic checked and working? I hear a chirp. Just a chirp. Yeah. This is a Raven coin. Not the Tweety Bird house. Yeah. No. It sounds like you're typing. I'm not sure what's going on here. It's just a poor connection. Yeah. Okay, I could jump right in. I'll, I can go quick anyway. Perfect. No, don't, take your time, please. Please take your time. You, right. if you go, if you, I know you're excited and you go very quick. And that's the thing is that you don't want to leave people in the dust, okay? We're not as, as quick as you are, okay? I, I, I'm the coyote. You are the road runner. I want to make sure that this works perfectly, all right? Let's, let's do this. I love it. Okay. All right. Me and my background noise will, will do voting. Okay, so currently... Voting is available on the Ravencoin blockchain with what are called non-expiring UTXOs. And part of the roadmap for Ravencoin in the future, at least voting in the future, is to add a capability to have expiring UTXOs. And there are some, some GitHub links that if you have questions about specifically what's on the roadmap, like, okay, what about vote description, ballots, distribution tracking? We've got all that inside of the the GitHub repository. And what I'm doing right now with voting is I'm actually doing an analysis to determine whether or not Ravencoin voting is applicable to the problem that I'm solving, which the problem that I'm solving is precinct level voting, and then kind of stacking it up on there to like legislative districts, counties, and so on and so forth. So I'm actually going deep into the Ravencoin voting. And part of the part of what needs to be done with Ravencoin voting that hasn't yet been complete is integrating voting into the user interface, like the QC user interface, and then the mobile apps. So that's something that I'm looking into as well. I know the background noise is kind of kind of loud here, but so that's the current state of Raven with regard to voting. And I know that the Tron and whoever else actually added the original voting features may have a little bit more to say about it. Then again, it's also relevant to what was it, Jake? that talked about i'm just looking at our, our list here our lineup jake talked about the taproot upgrade i think and he talked about voting I, I i'm curious to see whether or not we can use on-chain voting with ravencoin to actually do some sort of governance maybe in accordance with atomic swaps and something else but that's kind of long down the line so i my, my primary interest in ravencoin voting now is if i can apply it to my particular use case so that's where voting is with regard to Ravencoin, and I may have missed something. So if there are any questions or any corrections, I think that would be a great time. 
Told you that was going to be fast, John. Yeah, you, you, you're right. You're right. Okay, good. Were there any questions on that? Anything? Going once. Going twice. All right. So let's go ahead. Before we get, uh, I think Tron is going to be the last person of the day. But before we do that, let's go Just over to. Mic here. What was that? Might be back. I'm on my third computer trying. Ooh, like nice. Back. Perfect. All right. Vincent. Vincent back in the nice. house. Nice. He sounds fantastic. Uh, let's go ahead. I didn't get to hear the audio that I. And, and whoever else just spoke trying to do this transition. No worries. All yours. So I'm back. I don't know just, if you heard anything that I said before. No, no, nothing came through, Vincent. But if you can, please speak a little closer to the microphone or a little bit louder. Okay. Uh, Raven was my first uh, cryptocurrency, and I dove in headfirst. And it is a brilliant, amazing design with tokenized assets. And with the hype of NFTs now, people are kind of myopic about what the potential of Raven is. And while it's good for um, awareness, it's just a tiny fraction of power that Raven uh, has. It is, in my opinion, it is an economic revolution. And it is going to change the face of commerce as we know it with atomic swaps and, um, of course, the currency, the crypto peer-to-peer -peer exchanging. With that said, I have a topic of mine that is my soapbox, and it is a, the only barrier of entry which is going to prevent Raven from being the monster that it should be, in my opinion, of course, and that is the asset creation cost. Everybody will say, you know, Raven is a one-to-one. -one. one Raven equals one Raven. But if that economic model is not in full effect, and it's not even close at this point. So that has to be um, has to be factored in that people are going to convert whatever other currency they choose to Raven in order to create that asset. And also, with that said, the old economic model has the different extreme price structures that is present in the current asset creation and I don't believe that is necessary because it is a tool and in order to get people to use the tool we've got to give it to them and give it to them at, at cheap cost because with asset creation and unique assets as the brilliance of Raven is designed there needs to be a heavy supply side forever, or not forever, for several decades. And there's several um, examples that you can create that will easily show a mass burning of, of Raven coin, which would cause a supply problem. People don't think uh, 21 billion is just an astronomical number, but when you break it down, it, it can easily be... Um, Burned up quickly. That that's basics. And there's there's a an article I had written in Medium, and um, I guess John can share it on the, the media site here. It covers all the different perspectives of my study, and I do believe I have studied the economics of Ravencoin more than anybody else. And 
I will gladly discuss any topic that's highlighted in the article. But as um, M said, the community just, you know, starts the name calling and the and the legacy as is the biggest um, counter argument. Which you know, Sears will show you that legacy means absolutely nothing. Um, for the other point is we are four years old. We don't have a legacy yet. We haven't even started. And the other and the only main argument against the topic that I feel is scalability, which I'm also uh, discussed, which is Taproot and or Segwith, which uh, Kinka, Kinka Joe is kind of the spokesman for that. And um, if scalability is a problem, A, it's not a problem today. And B, it needs to be addressed just as the burn rate, which these discussions in the community are hard to have. So this kind of monologue here, which I wasn't expecting, is, is kind of a good point to get it out. And let's have the discussion. I know there are many that agree with me. None are as boisterous as I am. But is these are two topics, scalability and burn rate, that I believe Raven needs to uh, fine tune to make it, to give it no barrier of entries and allow it to become the monster that it should be. And I guess I'll wrap it there. Perfect. Thank you, Vincent. Are there any questions? I know that there are some people agreeing with you, Vincent, in um, in YouTube. So that's. There you go. That's awesome. Any questions? I will, uh, I'll add to it that um, when the, the moon, little moon that we just experienced happened, of course, because this is my soapbox, I monitor the Discord. I'm kind of uh, only in, in Discord. I don't go to the other uh, social sites. But dozens upon dozens of people came in asking this question, what happens to the burn rate when Raven becomes more expensive? It might go unnoticed by a lot of people, but I notice it because that is my topic. And it is a concern, and a lot, I know I get some, you know, direct messages, and people have left the community with this in mind, and and there is competition out there. I was, I was direct messaged just yesterday with, check this out, you know, one of the other coins that is, you know, getting closer to this goal, and we can't, you know, just like Ethereum is is being now abandoned because of the gas fees and the, the new mining, the, Raven is not above that kind of competition, and that should not be ignored. All right. All set, Vince. Thank you. You can go ahead and mic uh, mute hey. your microphone there. This is Ricky. Can you guys hear me now or no? Ricky, you are coming in fantastic. Love it. Thank you. You are actually <laughs> oh, thank So anyway. let's see. What do we have? Ricky, overall state of the NFT ecosystem and about uh, how do you say, how do you say is it RV NFT or is it like Raven NFT? It is RV NFT. I don't know. You can go whatever you want, I guess. <laughs> All right. The, the nest is yours. Oh, so I guess I'm just going on a monologue. Huh? Is that how that works? <laughs> Sorry, I haven't, I haven't been in, 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 uh, involved in any of this conversation because I couldn't hear anything. Or so, uh, 
Yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, just started NFT RV NFT a couple of months ago. Um, kind of saw the whole boom with the Ethereum uh, NFT scene going with all the celebrities, and you know, just kind of uh, didn't want to see Raven uh, miss the moment on on that opportunity. So uh, I was at an AMA. Uh, kind of how, how the idea started. I, I was one of, at one of Tron's uh, AMAs at, at Braveland, and he kind of talked about how. You know, people can create their own main asset and then offer to others um, an ability to to create assets for them at a, a reduced cost, uh, minus having to pay the upfront 500 uh, Raven for the, the the main asset issuance. And so, kind of had this idea that um, you know, create a website where I can kind of build an, an artist collective, maybe kind of gain interest. Uh, reach out across uh, a bunch of channels, build up a social media presence, um, just kind of try to siphon uh, artists that, that were struggling and, and maybe didn't get their uh, artwork seen with all the competition that's going on with Ethereum and then just try to kind of use uh, RVNFT uh, as a spot to kind of uh, bring bring people together uh, because artists have many talents, you know, it's, it's, it's not just the NFTs. I mean, they can create designs for people's websites, they can create cool things, um, you know, for other marketing purposes and whatnot. And so I think the idea of uh, bringing artists into the Ravencoin community is is pretty huge deal, you know, uh, especially since, I, in my opinion, we don't really have uh, any kind of marketing push going on. You know, we don't really have a, a volunteer marketing team, uh, you know, and so... I just thought kind of, you know, it'd be a good thing to kind of get going with Raven and then, you know, or with RVNFT and then, you know, starting things up and kind of along the same time as uh, Thibbets and or Zyatech or, where, where, you know, whatever they're called um, when they were doing their live auctions and whatnot. And it kind of got a, a really uh, nice reception, you know, at the start with a, well over 100 people attending their auctions. And so I uh, found a couple people, um, kind of art, artists early on, uh, McLeod, uh Huge credit to him. Without him, our VNFT would have never gotten started. He kind of helped, really helped put the website together, build the website. Uh, we kind of did work within Braveland to build uh, booths for people at expo halls. And so I kind of was able to network with other artists that way. I found people like Synth, uh, Portland Poetry, and a couple others uh, who kind of jumped on board with the idea early on. And so we were kind of like able to start something. And, and from then it's kind of grown. And I mean, I've been in well over. 100 uh, NFTs for for different artists, and we've got our own Discord server uh, where people are talking. Uh, artists are collaborating and and uh, thinking of ideas, and I got a lot of people working on some marketing things. I got a really cool thing coming out, uh, a white paper, uh, <laughs> a white paper that Tron and Bruce wrote. We're gonna actually make it really cool, interactive, 3D, flippable pages. Like really, cool. I think we're gonna have the coolest white paper in all of. The blockchain when this thing is done i'm super excited about it we've been working hard on, on getting that out there and so first is just having a you know a simple uh word file as a, a white paper we're going to make you know a really cool token that i, I hope to uh, try to get out to the masses i'm going to bend a bunch of them and, and just spread them around and if people are interested in the ravencoin community are interested in using it that token as a way to help market the uh the network then uh hopefully that'll um Come to fruition. So when that's done, I'll definitely be getting that word out there to people and try to try to push that as a, as a, a tool we can use to market the chain. Uh, another thing we got going on with uh, Scotty and uh, Deadheaded is uh, 
an NFT viewer wallet, and Zeb Retief is also involved in it too. Um, we're trying to kind of get the first NFT viewer wallet out for on Ravencoin, where uh, people can hold all their NFTs uh, in a wallet and just kind of flip back and forth with them and view them. And uh, hopefully that in combination with uh, Raven Trader, the atomic swap uh, platform that just got released, we can kind of create a marketplace where people can kind of take their tokens, put them in a wallet. They have a little digital art collection, flip back and forth, look at all the art that they've collected. And then they can obviously put it on a platform like Raven Trader if they want to sell them off or swap them with other, other assets or swap them for Raven or, or whatever. Um, trying to think of what else. Um, yeah, that's about what I wanted to talk about as far as uh, the state of the NFTs on Raven. Anyone got any questions? More a comment. Like it's always seemed like to me, like Ravencoin is the NFT blockchain because we have assets. I mean, we're pretty much optimized for NFTs. Absolutely. And I know you can ERC-20 token super easy with a smart contract, but it's like, may as well use a blockchain that's optimized for assets. I mean, tell me what you think is the difference between an NFT and an asset. Well, I mean, it's, it's just NFTs, it's a unique asset, right? So it's five Raven to create. I mean, that's right now is about a quarter, you know, in cost. And then to transfer it on Raven is a fraction of a penny. And so it's like artists can get set up minting on Ravencoin for such a low cost that like if their work doesn't sell or it doesn't become popular or, or you know, God forbid, you know, we can't, you know, there's no interest in it, then it does, it's not a hundred dollar cost or whatever, or, you know, a lot of art, uh, if artists don't want to mint their own, spend the 500 Raven to mint their own, uh, you know, so it's like, yeah, of course, Raven's optimized for NFTs. It is like, it is the NFT blockchain. What it needs is awareness. <laughs> and so having yeah. projects like RV NFT and what some of the stuff Synth's doing and Mango Farms, obviously, uh, doing a lot of great work with, you know, uh, artists and the NFT space as well. And they're creating some really cool things with like Ravencoin IPFS or, you know, places to house the uh, uniques and whatnot. So we're all kind of coming together and put, putting things together. And, and hopefully, um, you know, if there is this next wave of, uh, you know, the bull run or whatever, and they, you know, or, or NFTs start to, you know, kind of get back in the spotlight with some kind of big, big news or whatever, you know, Ravencoin will at least hopefully have, have some tools and some infrastructure and actual built up ecosystem to uh, kind of hit the moment at this time, you know, instead of missing it like we did last time, fortunately, so. Yeah, thanks, that makes sense. I just want to make sure you're seeing what I'm seeing. I've always oh. told all my friends, yeah, Ravencoin is like the NFT blockchain. Right, So, oh, absolutely. answer with unique assets, by the way. I, I need to make sure and remember that, unique assets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you call them NFTs, I think, you know, I mean, technically on the core wall and whatnot, it's listed as unique assets, but, and obviously, you know, unique asset can be something more than artwork, you know, so, uh, but yeah, we have to, uh, you know, I guess when you're selling it to other people, you have to show them that unique asset is an NFT. All right, perfect. Thank you. Anyone else? Questions going once, going twice. All right, we're locking that up. Ricky, thank you for coming on the podcast and enjoying sitting around in the nest with us. I appreciate it. Okay. Oh, thank you. 
It was, it was I, quite quite the nightmare trying to get connected. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I was seeing yeah, you struggling. We're, we're going back and forth trying to figure this out. Okay. Well, we got you in. We finally got you in. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right. So it looks like we only have Tron left, right? Is Did I catch everyone? Yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, but before we get to Tron, uh, Jake, please confirm that there's only two Ravencoin asset aware addresses that have been submitted in the YouTube live stream. Please, for the YouTube viewers out there, if you're watching this live, please leave a comment or a question along with your Ravencoin NFT asset aware address. And I will be giving you some C3 tokens. This is the first time we're doing it. It's probably going to be the only time we're doing it. Um, only because we did have some of these coins donated back to us, which is great, which is great because this in turn, we're giving to other people. Amazing. We love it. And these coins only go out to those that are on the podcast. But you, YouTube viewers, are part of this Ravencoin community and I think should be rewarded. You are, you are here live all around the globe. I think you should be rewarded. So leave your Ravencoin address. All right, but before we get to Tron, we do have some questions. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go down the list of questions, and let's see, going from the do, 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 do. let's see here. Scroll back up to the top. Let's see, Tron. When, when W E N when P two S H. Uh, I'll let you answer that when it's your turn. Let's see, Cheap uh, Asics. Everyone, nice, Ricky. You are in the house, Ricky. There's shout out for you. Awesome. Let's see. Uh, explain liquidity pools. I think you guys got that covered. Uh, community effort. Great. M. Who are you, M? People in Discord want to know who you are. Please reach out to the Ravencoin community in Discord. Let's see. Do we have a secret guest? No, we do not have a secret guest. We have Tron Black, the man, the main developer of Ravencoin. Here, please. All right. Let's see. Question, Tron Black wrote the Raven white paper along with Bruce Fenton. Why is Bruce silent about Raven while he is widely promoting assets and securities? Is it strategical? Okay, all right. So I don't know if Tron, you want to answer that in a bit. Let's see, next, let's see, going down the list. Uh, Vincent doesn't know the difference between a token and a coin. Okay, let's see here. See who has the link to Vincent paper. Vincent, if you don't mind posting the paper over at uh, C3 Media on, on uh, Discord, or if you're on the YouTube, uh, if you're watching this live, uh, Vincent, if you can post this in the YouTube so people can get that from you. Let's see P2SH update. Of course, people, everybody wants to know P2S <laughs> P2SH update. Okay. Hopefully we get a chance to listen to everyone in the end. We did get everybody in the end, right? Yeah, thumbs up. Awesome. We we're able to make it work. Thank you, Ricky. Awesome. Thank you for doing your hardest to try to get on this podcast. I love it. Again, when to P2SH vote. We need Atomic Dex asset trading. When can Raven assets be transferred from mobile wallet? Hmm. Okay. Let's see. Can we get Ricky? Ricky's already on. We already got him. Okay, the burn rate shouldn't change. Okay, let's see. Uh, 
talk about the new NFT wallet. I don't know. Ricky, talk Ricky, talk about the new NFT wallet. I don't know if you did that. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, uh, so, well, it's in development right now. So, I mean, we're just kind of working back and forth. We're going to, uh, we're kind of creating, I think, well, hopefully to create a, uh, like a, a standard uh, JSON file for, um, for NFTs so that, uh, to, you know, so you can upload the uh, JSON with links to, you know, like uh, uh, the image, you have uh, data for the artist, the edition size. Um, I, I run, I actually create uh, certificates of authenticity with all my uh, NFTs that I mint on, on Raven NFT, and there'll, there'll be a, a link to that as well, and uh, a, a description of the NFT. And so we can uh, kind of put all of that into uh, an NFT that we mint, and, and, and uh, you know, like a, the mobile browser will actually pick up that data and display it. And so not only will you have the actual image of the NFT or the 3D model or the, the movie file or, you know, the GIF or whatever, you'll also have, you can also get uh, the artist's information, uh, maybe even a, like a, I'm not sure exactly what the details, uh, what's going to be displayed or whatnot, but possibly links to their social media accounts so that you can kind of see, you know, what other things they're doing or what else they're involved in or if they have any other NFTs for sale and whatnot. And so uh, the cool thing is, is that this wallet will actually be um, funded by a central wallet. The, like, so you, people won't actually even need Ravencoin to, um, and obviously they'll need it to transfer into the wallet, but to transfer out of it, it'll actually, or to transfer to other people, uh, you won't even need to um, spend any Raven or have even have any Raven. So that's kind of a cool feature of it. Um, we're kind of going uh, back and forth is whether it's going to be a like a viewer wallet, if it's actually going to view, just view the NFTs that are sitting in, you know, in, in something like a core wallet or something like that, or if it's actually going to be its own, uh, you know, web wallet where it actually holds the uh, NFT. So as of right now, there's kind of some details that we have to go over, but uh, yeah, that's kind of pretty much it. It'll, it'll be branded with RV NFT too. So kind of similar color theme to the kind of the stuff we got going on on our website. And so, just another tool we're building for uh, artists to get their work exposed and out there and, and get people interested in actually uh, purchasing NFTs from artists. So kind of, you know, another step in developing the ecosystem. Perfect. Thank you. That was, mm -hmm. nice. That was a nice answer. Nice, solid answer. Good. Love it. Okay. Let's see. Continuing on. I heard NFTs were profitable. Okay. Let's see. Rank. There is Raven marketing. Not sure what he is missing. Social accounts, websites, and money being spent for promoting. Okay, let's see. Mango Farms gave Where's us. Where's it at? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Mango Farms gave us uh, RIP eleven, which ties a unique asset address. This could be used for membership and a lot more. If we had a service that needed membership this could get expensive 100 million users would be about 500 million raven that is a lot let's see da, 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 questions questions let's see where these ricky how how long will a purchased nft be visible in gallery oh uh, so it'll always be in the gallery whatever i meant it just goes right into the gallery um and so you can kind of view all it, all it is is just a sample uh, preview image that gets um, linked to the asset explorer you know scotty's asset explorer and so you can click on that link and then see the nft that's minted uh sometimes what we do with rv nft is we'll actually mint preview low resolution preview images and then actually just get the buyer whoever pays for it we'll get them uh, through um encrypted ipfs on uh ravencoin ipfs we'll get them the uh 
the pass key in order to download the full resolution file. So those will actually be the only only owners that I can actually see. Well, one of the big critiques that people like to say with NFTs is, oh, I can just right click it and I have the file, you know, or I have the the image and why, so why should I pay for it? And it's like, well, you know, you're just adding an ownership layer to, uh, to, to a piece of digital artwork. And so it's kind of liberating for artists. And so uh, be, being able to do it this way, where you kind of offer a preview image as an NFT, you, you give them the ownership, you give the, the buyer the ownership of the token, and then they'll actually be the only ones who can actually see, download, and use, and have the rights to the uh, full resolution image. And so um, hopefully that answers what, what uh, you were asking. <laughs> All right. So... I think this is sorry. The I'm very long-winded. No, that's that's okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. It, this is quality answers. The people want to know this, it, and giving short answers, in my opinion, if I'm asking these questions and you give me a two-liner, it's like, well, I mean, what's the point of even being here if you're not giving me a quality a quality answer if I don't know anything about this project? So going into detail about this, I'm sure that the Ravenites out there around the world watching and listening, are appreciating you taking the time to really give some good thoughtful answers. So the last question that we have here that's currently live <clears throat> is another one for Tron. Uh, is privacy going to be implemented by the core team? I ask because it appears in the white paper it's necessary to hide assets in your wallet as well as to protect uh, issuers. This is from uh, Bitcoin Brainstormer. All right. So with that said, Tron welcome to the nest you will be talking about security updates and p2sh love it welcome 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 awesome thank you thank you can you uh, can you hear me perfectly just nod fine. i love it yeah, okay <laughs> great perfect uh so first i want to say uh thanks for having me on it's awesome i uh, appreciate it uh the listening to all these projects that are being built is is amazing uh pretty exciting stuff um, so that's great. Uh, I also wanted to just mention a couple of other uh, asset-aware wallets. You mentioned Zellcore uh, and uh, QT Core, uh, but Stibbit is also asset-aware. Uh, so is the iPhone uh, Raven wallet. Uh, the Android Raven wallet is as well, but it's not super stable. Uh, so you might want to wait on that one. And then also Mango Farm Assets, which works uh, both on a web browser and on a phone. So just if you, if you want to create uh, an asset aware wallet, you can use any of those. So I just wanted to mention that. Uh, let's jump uh, straight to uh, P2SH. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, it stands for pay to script hash. And it's always existed in Ravencoin, uh, but you couldn't use assets with it. So uh, because we forked from Bitcoin, uh, you could always create uh, pay to script hash uh, Raven, uh, but you couldn't work with assets. And what pay to script hash allows you to do, and the important part of that, is that you can create more complex scripts than you can uh, ordinarily. And then you can also kind of hide the script. So you, you actually create a script, and a script could be uh, things like multi-sig scripts, et cetera, so you can do uh, maybe more security uh, for assets uh, that you've always been able to do with Raven. But if you wanted to do, let's say, a you know a nine of fifteen uh, uh, multi-sig, you could do that now uh, with assets once that's activated. Uh, and you can do uh, you know kind of other sophisticated scripts as well. Uh, the scripts actually don't get published on chain 
uh, only the hash of the script. And then uh, when you're ready to spend, you need to provide both the script, which solves the hash, and then the solution to the hash, uh, or solution to the script that you've posted. And that's all kind of complex, uh, but it's uh, pretty useful, especially for doing th things like uh, hopping assets uh, from Ravencoin onto other chains and things like that. So uh, for those of you who've seen P Raven being hopped uh, and moved, being able to be uh, stored custodially and then moved over to the Binance Smart Chain, uh, it would give those same types of capabilities to move assets over onto other chains uh, with sophisticated scripts that can be signed uh, by machines and things like that. So securing those assets on the Ravencoin chain while they're living on another chain and then bringing them back. Uh, so uh, it's, it's pretty important uh, and allows us to kind of extend the ecosystem. Uh, as far as the code, code was written quite a while ago. Uh, we just want to make sure uh, in light of everything that's happened that everything is uh, secure, that there's no weaknesses, that it doesn't open up uh, security holes and things like that. So that's really been the focus uh, is to make sure that that is the case. Uh, so to that end, uh, quite a few, few people have looked at it, uh, both you know, kind of developers. Um, I also want to do a shout out to all the developers that have kind of jumped in. Uh, we did lose the kind of core team that was being funded by Medici Ventures uh, and other people really, really stepped up. Um, and, and some people have done it you know, for the bounty, some people, uh, some of the court, uh, some of these volunteer developers are working for bounties, and then uh, some are volunteering way beyond that. And, and hopefully, we can figure out a way to make sure that that's, uh, uh, you know, uh, helps them. Uh, some some way to help them, whether it's from the foundation funds or whatever. We want to make sure take care of the developers that have really been helping out. Um, we did hire uh, the same firm that we used uh, for the previous security audit uh, that we did, kind of just as a Kind of a safety measure to kind of go through and, and look at, at everything. Um, we hired them again, uh, and the, it's independent security evaluators, uh, and it's ISE.io if you want to look them up. Uh, and they have done a review of P2SH, uh, and that right now, the link to that I believe has been published in the development meetings on Discord. Uh, but I'll also get that published on the Ravencoin.foundation website um, with with the other security uh, audit uh, documents. Um, so they went through it. They didn't they didn't find anything um, you know uh, concerning. Uh, there have been a lot of other changes uh, that we intend to activate at the same time as P2SH, uh, and so I would like to get uh, more review of that, uh, which I was hoping they do it as part of this, but they didn't. Would like to get that uh, looked at. Um, P2SH is active on the testnet, so if people want to jump in and look at it and test it and try it and build scripts and all of that, it, it's it's live and running uh, on testnet. So that's uh, you know it's already it's already active. It just isn't active on mainnet yet. Um, as far as activation, so that was one of the questions. When when P2SH? Uh, that would be. Uh, I think it's it's kind of a, a combination of things. One, we, we need to get uh, security signatures, uh, being able to sign the code, that's part of it. Um, I'm working on that. Um, we need to uh, make sure that we're uh, 
confident enough on it, confident in the, in the code that's been written that we'll be activating at the same time. Anything that's related to uh, consensus or wallets needs, you know, kind of an extra level of care. Um, the things that are, you know, cosmetic and things like that, you know, fixing shadows, speeding things up, things like that, you know, uh, that, that don't affect consensus aren't, aren't, uh, aren't critical, but any critical things we need to have that looked at. Um, and then at that point, the way it activates is, and we mentioned this before, you know, the way Taproot's activating, the same way that Taproot's activating on, on uh, Bitcoin, basically BIP9, it was written quite a while ago. We've used it for all of our other activations of, of, uh, of uh, consensus code. And that is to, there's, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a start date uh, and it can start activating at that point. And then uh, it watches each of the blocks that are being mined by pools that have that are using the new code. Hey, I apologize for the background noise. I'm, I'm at the airport. So I'll give it just a second. Okay. So sorry about that. Um, so it activates by basically uh, all the blocks that are mined by mining pools, which actually you know create the blocks uh, that are using the new software. Um, so if the mining pools download the new software and all the miners that are mining with that, they create the blocks. And it basically starts counting those blocks. Um, there's 2,016 blocks per cycle, uh, and it needs to have a percentage per cycle. And we'll probably end up setting that, you know, this is this will be a discussion, but probably in the 75%, 80% range. Uh, it needs to be a solid majority, just to make sure there, there isn't kind of any weirdness right at that, that, that borderline. Uh, you know, you don't want to set it at like 51, even though it's a majority, because, you know, stuff could change. Um, so, so a solid majority. Um, and it counts those blocks. Uh, if as long as there's a solid majority in it, and it covers, the, we don't actually set a percentage. We we pick the number of blocks. So it'll be something like, uh, you know, 1,600 out of 2,016 blocks. That'll be a percentage, and it will automatically activate once that's uh, once a full cycle is completed. And then there's a full another cycle before it actually activates. So another 2,016 blocks. Uh, each block's one minute, so that's about 1.4 days. Uh, so it'll be a full 1.4 days after that for people to kind of get on board to make sure they're on the right chain. Uh, there'll be quite a bit of us communicating with the, we'll call them the economic actors, all the any exchanges or, um, uh, you know, people who accept Raven for payment, you know, now payments, et cetera, to make sure that they're all, uh, that they're all updated. Uh, they can run the newer, newer code. Uh, right away because it won't act, you know, theirs won't activate until those two cycles have happened, the voting cycle and the, the you know, the, I guess buffer time cycle, I don't know what you want to call it. Um, so that that's how it'll activate. Um, we're not quite to the point where we've released and signed the code yet, so we're not quite there, but it's getting close. And I'm happy to take any questions or if you could remind me of the questions that, that I got that I haven't answered. Any questions? Okay, let's see. Were there any questions in YouTube? We still have people That's, watching there's, us. There's a question for Tron and YouTube. Go ahead. Do you know what it was? Because 
It's it says, question for Tron is privacy going to be implemented? Uh, maybe this is a question you already has asked. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I heard that question. So privacy uh, implemented. So right now there's currently no plans to do, let's say, um, uh, you know, something like ZK Snarks or, uh, you know, the, the, there's three or four uh, ring signatures, et cetera. There's, you know, just Monero or ZK Snarks like Beam and Grin. Uh, currently, there's no plans to implement privacy along those lines. I don't see any other questions after that. So, perfect, 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 perfect. How do you guys like this? This is a new plat, uh, a new platform that we're doing. It's, it's actually, I think it worked out very well. I was a little bit nervous because trying something new. Trying to see if it works. We did have tech, te technical difficulties. Thank you, Ricky, for making sure that worked. You got you got plugged in. I appreciate I it. <laughs> and everybody in YouTube, all around the world, to our buddy in Austria, 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 no Australia, Australia, for watching. We appreciate you all. Hopefully, everything sounded well. Hold on, Tron. What is the latest update on Coinbase application? From Johnny Burks, Bergstorm, Borgstorm. Yeah, uh, that's a great, uh, uh, great question. So uh, we did the application uh, quite a while ago. Uh, we did the first one. I, I think the questions uh, that Coinbase asks are primarily related to whether or not uh, Raven is a security, and clearly it isn't. In fact, it's probably uh, it's probably better from a legal perspective than you know almost any other other coin, except for maybe maybe Bitcoin. Um, and that's just because everybody disappeared, you know, the original developers and everything disappeared from, from, from that project. Um, uh, and then uh, we found out we needed to do uh, the Rosetta API and uh, some developers have worked on that, did a great job. It's complete, it's done, uh, the code's there. Uh, thank you to them, huge thank you. Uh, and so I went through and basically filled out the form again and, and basically, you know, was trying to just tell them, hey, here's Rosetta API, here's what you need. Uh, but there was kind of no way to do just that. So I basically filled out the form again. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. Uh, I don't, they you know, haven't received anything specifically back from them saying, you know, yes or no or, or, or anything specific. Okay, next question from Bitcoin Brainstormers. Now the questions are coming in right when we're about to wrap it up. Uh, Bitcoin Brainstormer says, is it appropriate that someone can view a securities wallet? Um, yeah, so uh, yeah. So let's say someone did, uh, we actually had a name for this. Uh, I called it the Bill Gates problem. Um, this is you know, kind of way back in, in 2015 with T0. And, and one of the problems is, uh, if there's small amounts uh, and and you just know that it's an account R, you know ABC, whatever the you know whatever the letters are for the Ravencoin address, it's probably not a big deal. Uh, but if you know that you know uh, that the the big owner of of you know Microsoft is Bill Gates, there will be one address that has a huge number, and you can instantly kind of associate that with with Bill Gates. Um, you know, that becomes a problem if, if uh, that same address decides, you know, to buy, you know, Amazon or, or you know, some other competitor or something like that. And you can start associating. So, so I can see that being a problem. Um, but really just for the massive, you know, for, for the massive holders, 
and you can you can create a different address if you if you want to hold something uh, separately or differently um, and not associated with your name. Uh, right now, in the in the in the uh, U.S. law, uh, and and actually a few other big Western countries, you have to you have to KYC with somebody, uh, so they're going to know uh, who you are and how much you have and et cetera. Anyway, um, you know it's not it's not an anonymous kind of thing, uh, but I can I can see the the disadvantage of of a very large holder of that of that being you know identifiable by just the quantity. Because uh, that's all you'll see is an address and a quantity. All right. Uh, there's another question coming from Sky. Uh, what is it? Sky Animates. Are there plans to work with Komodo and Atomic Dex concerning assets? Yes, uh, definitely. I've, I've talked to them several times. Uh, not at a deep technical level yet, uh, but one of the things that was clear clearly uh, needed was P2SH for assets. So. Um, you know, they, they've already done stuff with, with Raven, it's, you know, specifically, uh, Raven is already on atomic decks, uh, you know, done tests and stuff with that, uh, played with that. They had a big test with a high volume thing and, and Raven was in there. So I was buying stuff with Raven, um, being able to swap that it worked great. Uh, but, uh, assets, uh, are not available until P2SH is available. Okay, uh, there's another question that keeps coming up, but I'm not sure if there's what's going on. But uh, the question keeps coming up. Uh, uh, what about Bruce Fenton? What about Bruce Fenton here? What about Bruce Fenton? What's going on? I don't, I don't, I don't understand the question. They're not really elaborating the question. Uh, is there something that yeah. I don't know? So, so I think uh, part of that is, is Bruce Fenton is is you know on the white paper co-authored. Um, you know, we kind of worked on it together. Uh, and I think they would just like Bruce to talk more about Ravencoin, oh, okay. and, and, and and so would I. Um, he is working on lots and lots of other projects, uh, and I definitely don't speak for him. Um, so I, you know, I don't want to, you know, say anything, you know, that that you know. Uh, I would let him answer that question. Uh, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, but uh, he's he's still a fan of Ravencoin, to my knowledge. So perfect. Well, I mean, I've seen Bruce in Discord up in like within recently is, is a week ago so he's still around <laughs> yeah he, he's still around he's still a fan. Out. He, yeah. he has he, you know uh, he came in pretty strong i think he he wasn't a big fan of, of of the foundation kind of paying to get the 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 uh uh, uh stable coin as an asset um but uh but he but he's still he's still as far as i know a, a big Ravencoin fan holder and 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 I'm, I I have talked to him about um, you know use talking about Ravencoin especially in the context of, of his uh, his you know his company and his you know Watchdog Capital and that kind of thing and and I think there's just some legal challenges and stuff that he needs to make sure that he uh, you know kind of steers clear of of certain things. So. All right. So what about Patrick? I guess that that's another name that kept popping up. Patrick. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, I've seen probably the same thing you guys have seen, right? Some videos where, you know, he's, he's investing in gold, silver, Bitcoin, and Ravencoin. Uh, far as I know, that's that's still the case. Uh, I, I have not spoken with him. Perfect. Hi. That was quick and short. Love it. Love it. Love it. And thank you. We're going to wrap it up right here because that looks like we're, we're done with the questions. Everybody's happy with that. Can I just say a couple more things I forgot to mention? Okay, really quick, go ahead. 
So yeah, since since and I worked on a big project over the past week, a, a new website called Raven Bay, R V N B A Y uh, dot com. Just check it out. Uh, it's just kind of a place where we can kind of get aggregate uh, details as far as like a uh, marketplace uh, artist bios and uh, the uh, Raven Trader website. Uh, and also, I just want to say happy birthday to our it was birthday week this week. One of our artists. Okay, that's it. All right, happy birthday. Nice, Tron. <laughs> where can people interested in Ravencoin? buy Ravencoin, develop on Ravencoin, and communicate with the Ravencoin community. Uh, yeah, so so that's part of the part of the the uh, uh, the goal of the foundation is to kind of keep a not a centralized place because anybody you know anybody can do the same thing. But but uh, you can communicate with me directly at Tron at Ravencoin.foundation. Uh, there's lots and lots and lots of links. We've just got this massive footer. Uh, on the ravencoin.foundation. You can still go to uh, ravencoin.org. You can still go directly. When the links to all of this is there, you can still go to the GitHub directly. Uh, You can submit issues if you're having issues. Uh, There's been some amazing developers that have have been active over the last three, four, five months uh, helping with the issues. So a lot of those uh, fixes and stuff will be in the next version, um, which will activate like will be available before activation, right? All the features and fixes and, and improvements uh, will be there. Uh, it's just that the you know the P2SH uh, thing won't activate uh, until until it's voted in, uh, but all the kind of uh, improvements will be there. Uh, you can join in if you want to join in to help with either marketing or accounting or with uh, you know with the development, etc. Uh, just Send me your name, put your name out there on the GitHub. Uh, you can just uh, do pull requests. Um, you know, I, I definitely don't want to get in the way of it being a decentralized project. There's no reason it needs to go through the foundation. There's nothing that the foundation provides that, that isn't kind of able to be provided by anyone. Um, but it is there to, you know, like, if you want to introduce yourself and, and have me introduce you to, you know, uh, to the, peop- the right people. Uh, for for either projects you want to build for development for anything right just just contact me and I can help make introductions. Awesome. Now thank you guys. Now in regards to the C3 Media team, you can go to www.c3media.tech. That is the letter C number three media.tech. That is our website. Or head over to Discord uh, C3 Media. You'll see, obviously, you can connect with us to chat there if you guys want to get on the podcast. For anybody that is watching live that obviously has a, a crypto project and wants to uh, talk about it. Uh, with that said, Kryptonauts and Ravenites all around the globe, thank you for being part of this conspiracy. With that said, stack. <laughs>